Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. Yeah, it's Combine Week. It's also Kirk Watch 2024. You like that? You like that? Where Kirk Cousins... News continues to flow in. Rumors, speculation, Kirk Watch 2000... You like that? 24. And every day it's something new. Hell, every hour it's something new. Has he posted a second video from a tennis court or some other athletic surface? He's way too savvy. He is allowing teams around the league right now to digest what they saw on the tennis court. And then it'll be like, I bet next week. How about a badminton else. court? Well, you got to do like morsels, right? Like, like you can't flood the market with like, oh, here's what I did. And then I did this and then. Just morsels. Just a little, hey, here's here, we're, dan- we're dancing over here. We're throwing passes <laughs> exactly. over there. You know, we're okay. playing with our yep. kids. Today, I'm on a pickleball court. <laughs> that's next. Sand volleyball? Can you, can you re-tear oh, your Achilles? No, 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 With no, Achilles? No, no. Dude, dude, enough. dude there's a re- there, I, I'm telling you, I, I would be curious to know exactly what that tennis court was. Because I bet it was the most, and, and it's smart, I bet it was a, a really good environment for the Achilles to drop back on. I'm telling you, he's not on grass and he's smart for a reason. Like yeah. you're you, like, you're not going to drop back where there might be give. Yeah. Right. No, I it's, I'm sure it was, he probably has a full staff dedicated to like the different surfaces at each point in the rehab yeah. process. That I'm not can kidding. Even, and it's smart. Can he even like walk through his kitchen? I mean, they might've had, to, they might've had to redo the entire house. Well, his kids were climbing on him and he had to beg him not to hurt his Achilles. Yeah. So, well, we have three things for Kirkwatch 2024 like today. You like that? Starting with, because I think there's, there's, I know there's a lot of people that want Kirk Cousins to stay with the Vikings that continue to watch and listen to the show. And I have a scenario 
if the Vikings do plan to bring Kirk Cousins back, I have a comparable scenario from nine years ago in the NFL. And there's other ones, too, that I want to run by you guys after we shout out our friends, Judd, at Livia for helping mm-hmm. a lot of Purple Daily listeners lose a lot of weight the last couple of years. Yep, exactly right. If, if it's uh, that time of year where you're, like, getting off the couch, you're like, it's getting nice outside. I'd like to drop weight. We'll be like Sports Dad right there, down 40 pounds out. Thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Uh, and as Phil also said, there have been so many of you in the uh, PD family who watch us consume our show, who have joined and lost weight. And all of us can tell you one thing. This program works. And it's not a quick fix. This is a lifestyle change, but it's a positive one. They're going to help you not only drop the weight, but keep the weight off. And if you join now, your first three months are going to be for free. That's right. Three months free. Three months to lose just a ton of weight. Feel great. And it's free. How about that? 855-GO-LIVIA. Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. If you're outside the state, do not fret. The entire program can be done virtually. They will send you your food. It's as easy as can be. So no matter where you consume this show, if you'd like to consume less food and feel good about yourself, Livia.com. You like it? Three, one, two, three. You like it? So the challenging part to projecting a contract value, just everything about Kirk is age and lower body devastating injury at that age, right? I mean, if it was just Kirk coming off a really good season and he threw for 4,500 yards, I don't think there'd be nearly as much question about, okay, what is he going to be the next couple of years? Cause he generally takes great care of himself. You know, he eats the right foods. He's dedicated to playing football and making a lot of money for a long time. Right. So a couple things here. I was curious. I went to uh, pro football reference. There's a stat head section where you can kind of look at different things over the years. And I was wondering how many quarterbacks age 36 or older. And I looked at the last 30 years have been effective. And I, and I defined effective as 14 games or more started. So did you stay healthy for most of the season? Did you have a passer rating of 90 or better? And we could split hairs on some of that just because you had a 90 passer rating doesn't mean you were necessarily above average in some, like in the nineties, only a few guys had 90 passer ratings. And so that would be considered well above average. But I just said, if you have a 90 passer rating, whether it's today or 20 years ago, you're not a train wreck, right? And then did you have a yards per attempt of seven or higher? Were you able to at least get the ball down the field to some extent, 36 years and older? 13 different quarterbacks, several of them multiple times over, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, have had seasons age 36 or older where they played at least 14 games, pass rating of at least 90 yards per attempt, at least seven or higher. Brady, Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, Rich Gannon, Steve Young, and Warren Moon with the Vikings, actually, in 1995. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Brett Favre year. also with the Vikings. Great year. MVP yeah. year type of year. Cunningham must have been a little younger than that, huh? Randall Cunningham in, in 1998. I don't know what his age was at the time. Yeah, I, I think third. I missed him. Was he a quick side street? How old was Rayla Cunningham in 1990? 30-something. Let's see. Because he played for the Eagles in the, what, he was? I felt like he was like 40 years old that year. No. Just kind of curious here. No, he wasn't that old. He he, he was Uh, not far. 35. He was 35. So he he missed the cutoff by one year. Okay. But, But then the next question is, how many of those 13 were coming off recently a devastating leg injury of some kind? And I might be missing one in here somewhere, but the one that jumps out 
is Carson Palmer, right? I didn't mention him. He's the 14th one on this list. So here, if the Vikings are going to bring Kirk Cousins back, they might want to look at the 2015 Arizona Cardinals and Carson Palmer as an example of what can be done when... Now, that was an ACL. That was his second torn ACL because mm-hmm. he had one earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that ACL tears and Achilles tears are exactly apples to apples. Right. We've gotten better surgically at getting those guys back on the field. But Carson Palmer had played 140 career games in the NFL leading up to that point. He had not had a playoff win yet. He was a rock solid, above average, but not elite quarterback that bounced around a little bit and then suffers a devastating injury as the Cardinals were kind of rolling, actually, in 2014. They started hot. He goes down. It's like early November. Kirk was late October, so very similar timeline, too. And then the Cardinals bring in the the cavalry of backup quarterbacks, and they sputter down the stretch. They did still limp into the playoffs, and they get beat. But the next season, Palmer comes back. Mm-hmm. They've got Larry Fitzgerald. They've got Chris Johnson, David Johnson, a couple good running backs, mm-hmm. an offensive-minded, obsessed head coach in Bruce Arians, right? And it was the perfect sweet spot for Carson Palmer. Hey, I've got 140 games of reference in my mind. The game is as slow now in my mind as it's ever been because I've seen everything at age 36. And my body is healthy enough off of the surgery. And they put together a 13-3 and record. Carson Palmer finished second in MVP voting. He put up some of the best numbers he's ever put up in his career. Mm-hmm. They get a first-round bye in the playoffs. They beat the Packers in the divisional round, and Carson Palmer makes his only career trip to the NFC Championship game where they did run into that, I think it was a 15-1 and Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl, the Cam Newton MVP season. Is this a fair comp? Like, if they bring Kirk Cousins back, is there a career second in MVP voting 12, 13 wins, weapons all over the place. Hey, let's get the band back together one last time. Is there an undertaker sitting up from the grave, from the casket moment for Kirk, like there was for Carson Palmer in 2015? So I saw this comp from you this morning, and I went and looked up Palmer's career arc run at that time. And and you know what the most important thing was to me? If I'm not mistaken, prior to 2016, he signed a new contract. I think it was for one year. So if you tell me, can Kirk Cousins come back for one year? Will Kirk Cousins take what I'm offering for one year? Then I think the answer is yes. I can stomach that. So to me, yes. Like, but I'm not going to explore this question if I have to tie if I have to tie into multiple years. So like that's the most important thing is is Kirk Cousins, and I, I think we all know the answer to this question, so it's rhetorical. But is Kirk Cousins willing to swallow hard, say, you know what, I am. I'm coming off a devastating injury i want to prove myself vikings i want to do it here i'll sign a one-year contract bunch of it guaranteed that's fine but then you can decide and you know what what the hell we all can decide so that is the most important thing because yes i think the answer to your question is potentially yes i wouldn't dismiss it i mean personally i think it's a big long shot but let's play the game because yeah carson palmer it's not like he had this long laundry list of playoff appearances no he he had had so you're right two playoff appearances and he, he had some good statistics and had, I mean, he was kind of the Kirk cousins of yeah, the, yeah. you know, but I'm saying, so your point is about, higher. but he, but I think what, what's really interesting about a lot of these quarterbacks I just named and Kirk fits squarely in the bin of like 
Matt Ryan in some ways and Philip Rivers, these these really good, rarely if ever elite quarterbacks yep. that can still sling it into their mid and maybe even late 30s. The really intriguing part about today's NFL is you have a better chance of staying at the top of your game later into your career. So if you can, and Kirk's banked 140 games of reference points at this point, so much of quarterback play is just getting enough reps physically and, and visually and everything so that everything slows down. You look at pay. And if, if you can, if your body can hold up long enough and it can intersect having played 120, 140 games, you get like the Peyton Manning first year in Denver type situation, or you get some of the numbers Drew Brees was putting up. And so I do want to leave open the possibility that Kirk does come back healthy enough. He's got two or three years left from age 36 through 38. And he has some sort of Rich Gannon, Carson Palmer, Matt Ryan won an MVP. He was younger, I think, when he won the MVP. But like, does he have that type of resurgence in him? We shouldn't be so quick to dismiss it. And this is from the number one Kirk well, hater. All right? I just want to make that clear. But the problem is we've never we so with with Kirk though again I would need to, him to do this on a one year contract because I need to see him again in a playoff environment because so far I mean, he's won one playoff game in what uh, six years here so I'm not going multi year but yeah if Kirk said I will take a one year contract let's do it it's got to be fair to which the Vikings I think would say that's fine um, then yes I think that I think that correlation has relevancy the issue is you know so far we don't think that kirk is going to do that and if kirk says it's got to be it's got to be three years then i say i'm not going to take the gamble that you're talking about with carson palmer that that to me that to me it's too much to put that many chips in when it's sort of being done on, on hope and there's a difference i think between an acl tear and an achilles tear ACL tears are repaired like old hat now, man. Like we, I, I feel like we've come a lot, you know, just because it's so common. Achilles rupture, but certainly it does not feel like as much as ACLs do. So I do have a little bit more concern, especially with a pocket passer who wasn't mobile to begin with. Yeah. And a pocket passer has to plant his legs all the time. So, so on a one-year contract, I like the comparison. But if we go more than a year contract, I think the comparison falls apart because if Carson Palmer had been bad, the Cardinals could have just said bye-bye or we're going to bench you. But the argument Kirk fans will make, and honestly, that 2015 year is was wide open in the NFC. Like, And I don't mean to discredit what Cam Newton did. That was an MVP season. He was able to win that MVP mm-hmm. award. He deserved to win that MVP award. But that was also the same year, the 2015 year. That's the Blair Walsh game, where the Vikings, if they make a dang field goal, they're going into the divisional round and playing um, that Carolina team too, right? So that that NFC last year was pretty weak. Drew Brees had a great year, but the Saints didn't make the playoffs. Matt Ryan had a good year. The Falcons didn't make the playoffs. People look at the NFC, and for right or wrong reasons, they say, but the path there is easier than obviously being in the AFC, where you have all these loaded quarterbacks all over the dang place, and your path was there. That's why 2022 Vikings with Kevin O'Connell in the first season, that path was also there, right? Like, they they just had to beat Daniel Jones, and, and the NFC wasn't as stranglehold-held as it was. So there are there is a comparison to be made that Arizona 2015-2024 Vikings, it does, it does hold up, and it does make some sense. 
This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. But are you locking into Kirk then? Because that's what Kirk wants. Just for a point of reference, it took until August 5th of 2016 for the Cardinals to sign Palmer again to a one-year $24.4 million extension. What year? Wait, wait, what year did they sign that extension? On August 5th, 2016, according to Wikipedia, they signed that extension. So he did a deal. It looks like he did a deal for the 2000 he did a deal before the 2015 season right. that was a multi-year deal coming off the ACL surgery so yep. they according so they, to Spotrack they, they said hey a, they said hey we know you're old and coming off an ACL yep. i think and they still gave him a 3 year contract i wonder if they voided it then because yeah it it says here that he but the point is they were not tied they were definitely not nearly as tied in to Carson Palmer as Kirk will want yeah, no, I and, and they I don't know what they're if they yeah did they have like all this the problem too is like the Vikings have all this spillover cap that's that has to be accounted for from yeah his last contract which we've talked about a million but times. But would I I'm dismiss just, Kirk? No, no, I wouldn't dismiss him completely. I just I just look at the point of reference of what we've seen through a six year period, and you know, and and I think the Vikings or at least some folks with the Vikings are, are like this. I think you do have to draw a line. Also, I, I got a note from a listener, and I haven't verified this. I'm trying to verify it over at stathead.com right now, but that only two other quarterbacks in NFL history have started as many or more games as Kirk and have only one or zero playoff wins. And it's Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. and Andy Dalton. Is that correct? Or Or maybe it's... Yeah. I don't know. We can verify that, but some one of our listeners did some research that like it's pretty rare that you find a quarterback that starts a hundred forty some odd games. Mm-hmm. And that's where Cousins is at in the regular season. And that he started 145 games with with as little playoff success. So no, I just it's interesting. I, I'm just floating out a comparison from yeah. almost ten years ago of a comparable quarterback at the time. You've got your number one wide receiver maybe in the NFL at the time and Larry Fitzgerald. You got your offensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. And like Declan said, you have kind of a wide-open conference too. So it's just if if they – listen, I want the Vikings to draft a quarterback. So my stance is clear. But if they do decide to bring him back, I think we can start to have conversations on this show about, okay, what are the comps? Who else was out there at age 35, 36? Like Carson Palmer is one of the best examples. So let's get to the second item. We have three items on today's Kirk Watch 2024. You like that? You like that? Declan has some audio here. This is from the ESPN Radio Morning Show, which you can find locally in the Twin Cities on 1500 ESPN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is Adam Schefter. It's about 45 seconds or so. And he's being asked about Kirk Cousins and the video that was put out that we talked about earlier in the show. 
well, first of all, Kirk Cousins is one of the savviest, smartest guys out there. So, you know, February 26th, a couple of weeks out of free agency, puts out a video of him moving around looking great, and he should. I mean, that's what he should be doing. He's doing the right thing. He's advertising to teams. Here's a quarterback who's ready. So I don't know whether he's trying to send a message to every other team across the market. I I think the one thing that I just would wonder about, uh, if he felt so good about the state of talks with the Vikings, would he be doing that? Because I think in a perfect world, I think he'd like to stay in Minnesota. I think that would be something that would appeal to him greatly. He's enjoyed his time there. Um, But if if you know you're talking to your team, you're either advertising to another team or trying to prod your current team because it's not where it's at, right? Like if everything was moving along, do you think he's putting that video out there the way he did yesterday? if everything was right where he wanted it to be with Minnesota thoughts. I think he's a thousand percent right. But again, to on that, I give Kirk credit and yeah, I, I mean, look, it's in Kirk's best in interest and it has been since last March to, uh, to campaign himself to, to run his cousins 2024 campaign as, as wisely as possible. So yes, I think Schefter is a thousand percent right. But on that, on this, I do not begrudge Kirk one bit. I think he's doing what he should do. I think he's doing what he does best, quite frankly. Um, and, and you know what? I do give him a lot of credit because this is a league where players often get pushed around, right? By management, I've always contended their representation by the Players Association is lousy. Um, and so good for a guy that's basically like, okay, here's where I'm going to draw a line in the sand. And you know what? If teams come back, like the Vikings say, we can't do that that's the price of poker baby that's business but yes i think Schefter is correct and i think there is nothing wrong with the fact that kirk cousins and his reps are doing what they do re- really well which is saying you know what i was dancing at the award show now i'm dropping back i believe he said at the end of the season when he met with the media i think it was back in january i think he said his goal is to take part in a large portion mm-hmm. of of whatever OTAs slash mini camps for the team he goes to. Mm-hmm. I think it's yes. Good. Good for Kirk. He should. And if he can come back from this, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing. I mean, it's his, we've seen his value go up because of the cap going up for sure. And the, you know, just like the general inflation of the NFL, but we've seen some of these contract projections go from when he tore the Achilles initially, I think we were maybe ignorantly on this show saying, boy, you can probably get him back for like $20 million now. This is great. Maybe less than that. Because yeah, he might right. miss a, he might have to miss a chunk of next season. We'll see kind of what the timeline is. You're right. Okay. And then he's, then he, then he comes back and he's, he's blowing the horn at a Vikings game and he's, he's out and about on vacation and he's just kind of like putting himself out there on social. Okay. Now PFF comes out and says, it's about $30 million a year. This is a month, month and a half ago. And then the NFL award show takes place and he's dancing on stage and he does all kinds of interviews around the country and internationally to show like, Hey, I'm alive. I'm feeling good. I'm ahead of schedule. Yep. And then he starts throwing a football on a tennis court. Now it's like all of a sudden Bill Barnwell, ESPN.com yesterday is like $51 million average (laughs) annual value and nothing, absolutely nothing has happened other than him rehabbing, right? And just putting videos out on social media. Yes. But the thing with Kirk too is it doesn't shock me because I, I don't think anyone has ever questioned his like d- desire to stay in unbelievable shape, right? Or to like 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 him him 
rehabbing really well, I think it is an expectation of Kirk. Like that's how Kirk is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I like he, and, and it's very smart. He is, I, I would say this, he has rolled things out to show progress slowly, but surely as well. So it's not like this, here's a Monday video. Here's a Tuesday, which some guys probably post. It's been this very calculated, very smart. Look at me now. I'm dropping back. It's March. What What do you make of, again, Schefter is one of these guys, much like the Pelissero clip about, what was he talking about the other day? The Broncos and, Russell and Kirk Wilson. Cousins. Oh, yeah. Yep. It yep. was that the, the Broncos are a team to watch on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yep. Pelissero doesn't just float that because he's bored on the Rich Eisen show. He's probably getting intel. Schefter doesn't just float stuff. Schefter trades in information. And obviously, any of us can conclude what Kirk is trying to do here, which is I'm trying to prove to the world that I am in a really good spot because I don't have a contract done. Clearly, there's a gap. But when Schefter comes out and says it, and he kind of theorizes it like, you know, one thing you could read with this situation, according to my sources, but he's essentially saying, you know, you could maybe read that things aren't in a great spot with Kirk and the Vikings. Yeah. He's not just pontificating out of nowhere. He's probably hearing, and, he, and he's not being allowed to just flat out say, at some point we might get the Shefty bomb that says, Vikings and Kirk Cousins are at an impasse, and, and things are now wide open for Kirk, right? Like that tweet could be coming down the pipeline, but it's not Absolutely. quite there yet. But it, to me, there's value in a guy like Schefter speculating from an educated place like he is well and he probably is in contact with uh kirk's agent mike mccartney right for sure and yep. nothing that you know what i think we think it's a bad thing or or i think that some, some folks think that we're being critical of kirk and his uh representatives when we talk about him that he he should have a bust in canton in the negotiation you know part of canton because he's been but I don't think that that's seen internally as a bad thing at all. I, I think McCartney probably loves that. Like, I mean, look at what he's done. Like, this guy's gotten guaranteed money. He got the first fully guaranteed contract. And so, yeah, I'm sure that, like, what Schefter said there might be seen as, a, oh, man, he's sort of saying that Kirk, you know, is doing this or that. I think the Cousins the cousins representation loves that. And And, yes, I'm sure he said, look, things don't look great here. Things don't look great as far as the Vikings go. So I think that this all weaves into, you know, another really good way of saying, hey, Kirk Cousins, free agency, it's probably happening, is to take, to take arguably the most important information man in the entire league and use him as the point person. Do you think, and we don't know what, what the exact figures are, that we don't know what the, what the gap is, so it's hard to have a fully accurate answer here, but. Six years ago, Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins were both free agents. Drew Brees, in the, I believe it was the middle of February, pretty sure it was the middle of February, like b- before he hit free agency and tested the market. Right. He went back to the Saints. He said, I'm in. Two years, let's do it. And then you guys can figure out, you, you got now a runway to figure out the rest of the roster building. And the Saints had a couple pretty good teams there in like 2018-19. Yeah. Does Kirk deserve criticism? for not just going back to the Vikings without testing the market. No, cause I've no. been kind of, I've been kind of hammering him for dude. You've yeah. made $200 million in your life playing football. If you really want to be in Minnesota, just go back to Minnesota. Why do you need to go and 
Test so, the market with Atlanta and these other teams. I think the answer to your question came last March when when I think that the Cousins camp tried to, in their own inimitable way, extend an olive branch of of negotiation, right? Like they were talking and every Kirk contract, like Kirk has never gotten this far in six years with the Vikings and not had a contract. Mm-hmm. So I think last March when the Vikings said, you know what, for now we're good. Let's Let's wait and see, which by the way, that was very smart of the Vikings. The Cousins camp said, okay, that's fine. But then we're going to wait and see till March. And that sort of sealed the fact that Kirk Cousins, you know, Drew Brees had a Super Bowl and longtime ties to that city, which was his, you know, big stop after things didn't work out with the Chargers. And Kirk Cousins has had ties here too. But you know what the difference is? I think the difference in the discussion between the Vikings and Kirk and Spielman and Zimmer are probably still here is playoff success and championships. Like I think if Kirk Cousins, I think if Kirk Cousins comes in here in 2018 and final pieces the puzzle of this sucker, as was hoped, and the Vikings are hoisting a Lombardi trophy back then, then yes, I think there's a very good yeah. chance that the sides long ago sat down and said, okay, we need to make you a lifetime Viking from now on. I will. I stand corrected. Difference. By the way, it was before free agency, but they did kind of wait till like the eve of the free agent window opening up. Drew Drew Brees and the Saints back in 2018. It was uh, it was the second week in March, so that could still happen in theory. I don't know that it's going to. I seem but to recall, Drew Brees never officially tested the market. I was going to say I seem to recall though that there were rumblings well before that that a deal was basically going to be in place, and that Brees yeah. had also made it. Didn't Brees make? make it abundantly clear publicly that he didn't want to move on. Cause we, we did shows talking about Drew Brees potentially being a Viking back then. Mm-hmm. And I think we also t- talked about the fact that he was actively saying, I want to stay with the saints. But again, I did, this is zero criticism of Kirk. I think both sides, I think the Vikings and Kirk are both for their own good playing this very wisely. But it tells you that this whole, I think there's been this facade or this myth that Kirk bleeds purple that Kirk is a Viking and this is Kirk's franchise and they love it here and it, but it's all of it's conditional. Sure. The Vikings have made offers obviously. And I'm sure those offer, I doubt those offers are $15 million, right? So on one hand, yeah, go get whatever you want, go get whatever you can. And if you want to go maximize your worth every time out, that's totally fine. And the NFL players association would want you to do the same thing. Yeah. So like, that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is, if you really truly do bleed purple and you love it here and you want to finish the job that was started six years ago by actually making a deep playoff run here based on the current state of the roster, you can't milk the Vikings for every cent that the market values you at. You, you have to give a little bit here and it's very obvious to this point. Okay. We'll see what happens in the next 10 or 15 days. It's very obvious to me that Kirk values milking his worth for every cent and testing the market more than he does helping the Vikings as an organization accomplish what they were supposed to accomplish six years ago. So we've talked about this a lot, and I think it's interesting, but I'll speak for myself. At this point in time, I feel like I would be hypocritical to say a guy who has made his bones. I mean, he will be, he will be remembered in some ways as a pioneer of contracts. Um, I think, yeah, well, but, but I mean, he, he will be, 
And 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 you know what? In 15 years, this guy might be a hero to the masses uh, among the players because of what he did. But I think I think it would be somewhat hypocritical of me to be surprised that he's acting basically like he always has acted. Well, I'm not surprised either. No, yeah. I don't think the argument is whether you should be surprised or not. I'm just but saying, I mean, like, what what should you do, and what are your motives? Well, I think you move. I think you move. I think both sides move on. I like. I think it's crystal clear. I think it's crystal clear that both sides move on. You know, there's this weird Kirk defender sanctum that exists that almost like takes the, the conversations to places that Kirk does not go. Kirk's personality and what Kirk says is not a reflection necessarily of Kirk as a businessman. It's a hell of a businessman, but. I think it's just, you know what? It's been six years. You've you've run it back. You've tried. You've won one playoff game. You've made two playoff appearances. Um, I don't know what the incentive here is for the sides to remain together other than almost a marriage of convenience, and financially it's not going to be. Okay, so here's the third item in today's Kirk Watch 2024. If the Vikings and Kirk part ways, however it happens, I'm getting this from the aggregator Twitter account, The Purple Persuasion, which quotes a snippet from a Vic Tufour Athletic article. <laughs> According to Vic Tufour of The Athletic, soon-to-be ex-Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo was penciled in as a possible option for the Vikings if they move on from Kirk Cousins. Quote, he could spray the ball around in Kevin O'Connell's offense until a later draft pick is ready to play. Now, Jimmy G has been through. Yeah, what does that look like? It's like a hose, man. You got it doesn't have much so, of an arm, too. So it really is just like a, like a wacky hose. It's just spraying all over the place. It's not really going to go in one direction. Inflatable noodle yeah. hose arm Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's going to turn 33 years old in november he's gone through a lot of stuff here so last year with the raiders he was coming off he had what was it dex a foot a back what a back ineffectiveness i mean he he got he uh, on top of the back injury and the foot injury that lingered in the offseason he did just straight up get benched for aiden o'connell yeah it was bad yeah for for jimmy garoppolo last year it was kind of a train wreck first half with josh mcdaniels and the whole thing was a train wreck but then he gets popped for performance-enhancing drugs. Too, right? So isn't he suspended for the first two games of the season? Mm-hmm. So with all of that said, how would you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo as a bridge quarterback in Kevin O'Connell's system? God, a pre-suspension. And by the way, you, you can still do all the OTAs. You can do all training camp. It's not yep. like he has to sit on the sidelines until the two games are served. So he would still be involved in everything. But mm-hmm. I would say that if the plan was... Let's rip off the suspension here just for a second, this theory. If the plan was Jimmy Garoppolo is the bridge guy and the Vikings identify their quarterback they draft early on on the first round of the draft, I actually love this plan. I think that's a perfect little plan. Jimmy Garoppolo can spray the spray the ball all over in Kevin O'Connell's offense. He can take some lumps. He can make sure they don't rush the rookie. And, you know, by mid-October, if a quarterback change is needed and they feel they're, the rookie quarterback gives them the better option, then boom, you move on. Thank you, Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll still be a good soldier in the room, and great. But with him being suspended for two games, and let's say they again still go and get their quarterback, are we doing the Nick Mullins experience for the first two weeks of the season? Are you not rushing the rookie quarterback in? Do you rush the rookie quarterback in, regardless if Jimmy Garoppolo's on the roster? The suspension makes things a little sticky, but 
I actually do not hate this idea of bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo as your bridge quarterback. So first of all, once Kirk leaves, if Kirk leaves, but let's just assume for now he's going to leave. I have a very important question for the Vikings. What are your intentions now? Are you going, like, first of all, if you draft a quarterback in the, the first round, and I think we talked about this on the show yesterday, in my opinion, that needs to be a training camp competition. Like this whole bridge thing is, is it's almost like, well, you're going to have the starter and then, okay, that's true. If you bring in like a second or third round guy and you're like, I don't know about this guy, but if it's JJ McCarthy, this guy has to be allowed to compete. Like I want him competing from now. Now, if he can't do it yet, that's absolutely fine. Um, But my other question is this, if it's going to be like Garoppolo, are you taking a step back? And if you are, I'm, I'm fine with this. Are you taking a step back because you lost Daniel Hunter too and you're just not going to be as good? But you've decided because the Lions and the Packers and the Bears are on the rebound or actually just flat out ascending, have you decided that you're that you're going to sort of reset yourself? So like depending on what your response is to me, that's where okay, Garoppolo Garoppolo's fine, but a guy like Garoppolo to me has to be competed with in training camp by what I think we all hope is a first round draft pick. I think we're too hung up on, well, the bridge guy can step in for sure. The bridge guy could step in if I deem the rookie not capable, but this is O'Connell's guy. And so if that guy get gets in, in there and competes, it's like, oh my God, there is something here. Then I think you say, hey, Jimmy, we really appreciate what you've been doing. Now go watch the game with the rest of us. Well, what's what makes it complicated though is like he's not going to play the first two games, yeah. so it opens the door wide for if you let's say you draft JJ McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to need a starter in the first two games, so JJ, oh, you might win the job. It's 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 all yours. It's it's a. I guess what I'm saying is it's a tough spot for Jimmy G because the, you're just anywhere you sign, you're not going to be guaranteed the starter job based on what happened last year. So you're only really going to get a crack if the rookie quarterback is just not ready yet, which would be a red flag and a bad sign too for some of these guys that you, because some of these guys are like 23 years old, Jaden, Jaden Daniels. Right. That depends on age. You would exactly hope that they right. could just kind of step right in. McCarthy's young. But yep. I would also say like as bad as the Raiders situation was last year, they were three and three in the games that Jimmy G started. He played for the Niners for all those years. So teams that use Jimmy G as a starting quarterback are 43 and 20. Cuban going wins, back baby. to 2016. Oh, he wins and, a lot of games. And he and he's and he's drive driving a lot of great cars throughout right. his career too, but but here's another one, okay? Last year I'm going to kind of throw last year away. They had to fire their head coach mid-season total train wreck. Mid-day, Jimmy G had yeah. injuries and stuff. Yep. So if you take 2021 and 2022, in which by the way, the 49ers were actively trying to find a replacement for Jimmy G, but based on injuries and different things, he they kept They sent him to a start- side field. I know. It's amazing. He said, Jimmy, just go over there and, yeah, like, and work. Trey do all the work. Jimmy, you just work with the kickers and punters. So despite all of that, yep. if you want to look at some of the advanced metrics, like I could show you the, the back of the football card stats. Hell, he led the NFL in yards per completion, net yards per attempt in 2021, passer rating over 100, QBR well above average. But if you look at expected points added, quarterback, individual quarterback performance, 2021-22, Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Joe Burrow. Number three, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's always, I think he's always been a lot better than 
totally. people. He's got some Tony Romo in that right. he's known for some of these devastating brain farts in big moments, but the body of work is actually really good for him when he's been healthy. So you're, you wouldn't just be like punting if you started Jimmy Garoppolo for a bunch of games, provided that he's healthy enough compared to what he was two years ago. I, I'm here. I'm with Dex. As a bridge quarterback on like a one-year deal, sign me up for the Jimmy G experience. Let's Again, go. I, I want to know what the plan is once Kirk leaves. Like, I, I want to know what they're going to, to do. I don't, I don't think a first-round quarterback would automatically sit. Now, you can make a case that it's, it certainly could help a quarterback to sit, but I don't think that with O'Connell coaching that player that, that he, he would be destined to be behind a bridge QB. But it would be nice to have a competent QB, a veteran, right? Like I think we've all decided that Nick Mullins is probably not that guy. So I know, but there's a lot of fans that would say, "Well, why don't you just lean in and lose a bunch of games?" I think once you start, once you get your quarterback in the door, you need to start building as quickly as possible winning habits, winning culture. Yeah, you can't just you can't just mess around and tank a year and well, hope let's talk that about all... that too. That's an interesting point, especially in football. Now, I was all in favor of, of bailing at the, at the trade deadline after Kirk got hurt. And yes, the Vikings were on a small win streak, but they had started by winning one of their first five games, okay? But I'm with you on when you start the season, I don't think saying, hey, you know what? Some guys are gone. We're, we're definitely not you know, who we've been previously. We're not going to run things back. We didn't run things back. I think that there's a case to be made, though, that in football, that's not death. So, like, if you start to bring in young guys, which the Vikings need to do, mm-hmm. and you start to play them. Now, are you probably going to lose some close games? Absolutely. But, yeah, this whole, that's not like tanking to me. That's developing guys, because they're going to need to play at some point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, your draft picks need to play. You need to make decisions based on games. Um, so, I think that you have the leeway, or you should at times be given that, where your team might not be great but it's not because they're not trying to win and it's not because you're not developing players. Yeah. I, uh, I, yes, you can't, I don't, I think, like I said, I'll just same thing. I said off the top, you can't, you can't decide, Oh, we got our new quarterback. So we're probably gonna, we're not going to be the greatest. Let's, let's try to go three and 14. Right. If you happen to go three and 14 as you're developing young players, I actually still think that's bad because you, you don't want to fall into a losing culture. Uh, but I still contend that with some of the pieces they have, they are three and fourteen proof. The the floor for this team, even with a rookie quarterback, provided Jefferson, provided O'Neal, Derisaw, you're going to be competitive. So let's do a mock here before we say goodbye on this episode. I want a mock. mock. And Ow. a couple shout outs. Number one, we are we're like a week into raising money for just the devastating events that happened two Sundays ago. Uh, two Burnsville police officers, Paul Elmstrand and Matthew Ruggi, and firefighter paramedic Adam Finseth were tragically killed in the line of duty. And we're just trying to raise money for their families. So over at scornorth.com slash donate, you guys have already helped us raise a few thousand dollars. We are raising money via the Frontline Foundation, which has already organized $60,000 for the families. So please donate if you can, $5, $50, $500, whatever you feel comfortable with, scorenorth.com slash donate. And a shout out to our friends at Federated Insurance. So as a business owner, do you have a game plan in place 
to stay focused on safety, preventing claims? Maybe not. Maybe you're so entrenched in the day-to-day operations of your business. That's where Federated comes in and offers a customizable lineup of industry-specific coverages and risk management services to help you continue your winning streak as a business owner. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. I want a mock. Mock! This one's from The Athletic, gentlemen, and this is all of their college draft staffers or all of their college football staffers. So they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different college football staffers at The Athletic, and they have put together a mock draft. And they all agreed on a mock draft, huh? No trades were allowed for this mock draft. Okay, I'm out. See you guys later. Lazy. Lazy. See you guys on the next show. Bears, Caleb Williams. Commanders, Drake May. Patriots, Jaden Daniels. Cardinals, Marvin Harrison Jr. Chargers, Brock Bowers. Giants, Malik Neighbors. Titans, Olu Fushanu, tackle Penn State. Falcons, Roma Dunze. Okay. Bears, Talise Fuaga, tackle Oregon State. Jets, Joe Alt, tackle Notre Dame. And that brings us to the 11th overall pick where the athletic has the Vikings selecting out of Michigan quarterback, JJ McCarthy. I want a mock. Mock! You still out, Judd? Still out? No, I like the pick. I I hate no trades. I like the pick. I, I honestly think by the time this is all said and done, I think JJ McCarthy stock will rise. I think Drake May stock might drop. He's not throwing at the combine. Yeah, and he also, I, I don't know. I I'd think throw at the combine. Uh, no, would you sling it around? Faster. Would you spray the ball around at yeah, the combine? Spray the ball. Would you run at the combine? Would I what? Would you run at the combine? Oh, I'd like, run. That's the one thing I can do. I would one hundred percent throw at the combine. You yes. wouldn't throw, but yes. you would do the uh, yep, the forty and all that stuff. Yep, I would. I would love. I, I would do. I would a, love to do a forty yard dash. I think at that point, I'd, I'd wait to do all, all my stuff at my pro day. I'd make controlled environment for you. Controlled mm-hmm. environment, and, and I wouldn't take the tests. And I would refuse to meet with teams. Man of mystery. In fact, you know what? I wouldn't show up. Just, really you would just go completely AWOL until the yeah. draft and take really your chances. Interesting draft. I think no, if you're, no, if you're I, Marvin I Harrison Jr., you can get away with it. I do a pro day. If you're I, you know, I would fifth do round day. pick guy, you're probably not going to get drafted. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying if I was a first round pick quarterback, I'd skip, I'd skip the combine. I'd manzel it to Hawaii. Oh, that's going to raise your stock. Yeah, sure. I would. I'd do well. This is what The Athletic wrote about McCarthy, by the way. Minnesota could go one of two directions with this slot. The Vikings could take J.J. McCarthy and undertake an awkward or wholesale rebuild, depending on what happens with Kirk Cousins, or they could snag the most versatile defender in Iowa defensive back Cooper DeGene, who would immediately elevate Minnesota's secondary and punt return game. After what happened last year when Cousins was injured, it's time for the Vikings to start succession planning. McCarthy was critical in elevating Michigan, too. The national title. Give him two years. He may be on the cusp of a Pro Bowl. I think his stock is going up. I don't think he'll be around at 11, but I don't think that necessarily means the Vikings won't get him. Very interesting. Actually, we get we got some quotes coming out here, too, from Combine Media Day. I'll read this one. We can do more on this maybe tomorrow once everything comes out. But 
Kevin O'Connell was on KFXN Radio. I've never heard of that station before. And he says that, so KOC says he's had a ton of dialogue with Kirk Cousins this offseason. Lots of football talk, some contract talk. Quote, I think Kirk wants to be a Viking. He knows we want him to be a Viking. Hopefully we can work to get there. You buy it. I buy it. I think they're... Oh, sure, I buy it. It's so interesting, man. I buy it, but I mean, O'Connell is going to be steamrolled by the contract, Kirk. He's just going to flatten like a pancake by contract, Kirk. Like, yes, I buy buy that they... I buy O'Connell wants him back. But I mean, do I also think that O'Connell is going to go to the corner and ball himself up and start crying if Kirk does not come back? No, I don't. We've talked about this before, but what is what is Kevin O'Connell's drink of choice? Like at the local at St. Elmo's in Indianapolis, like is he getting a light beer? Like Quasi no. seems like a red wine bottle guy. Like I, he's getting a bottle of red for the table, and and KOC's like, I'm not touching that. I'll, I'll take maybe a Mick Ultra or something. I wonder I think, what he would choose. I think KOC might go with some hard stuff, like a whiskey. No, something. I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. Yeah, well, he's I'll a he's a family choice. man, lightweight. I think he, I'm with Dex. I think it's like a light beer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a, a sub, maybe a seltzer. Yes, I don't know. He, oh, his like body type and the way he he doesn't seem like a hard. I could be completely wrong on this, but he doesn't seem like a hard drinker to me. I don't think. I think it's like a light beer and a Stella is like the cream of the crop of class. Yeah, I think it's a truly. I think a truly. You guys are selling him short. He's in pro sports. Mixberry. You guys are selling him short. I know he's a tall. He's a tall guy and he's extremely thin, but pro That's sports. True. Dude, athletes. he actually he actually seems like you know those Mick Ultra like ads where it's like they're all hiking up a mountain. Yeah, you know we just we just climbed Mount Everest, and the first thing we're gonna do is yeah, crack no. open a cold one, a Mick Ultra. <laughs> I think that you That's are Kevin stereotyping O'Connell. him by his body type. I I think that he is. I think he is far more of an ability to handle his booze than we think. Hopefully, we find out this week. As he just starts combine week, and he just starts giving scoops to everybody. I've been drinking a few of those Mick Ultralights. You want to really know what's going on. You want to hear about Kirk? <laughs> you like that? You do like that? He broke my heart. We'll see you guys tomorrow for some write that down predictions and recapping what Vikings leadership said maybe over a couple beers at the combine today.